Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Black Women's Hour. I've got the usual two slappers with me. And also I have a guest this week. Look at Elaine's face, she's so horrified. She's just looked at me like evil woman. I'm just joking. How are you Elaine, how's your week? My week has been good. My, I'm here now with my favorite boy, but my week has been good. The way you looked at me and the way you're stroking that cat is giving me psycho. No, it's okay. evil. Evil it's villain vibes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, our, he's our mascot. He comes around here. We have uh, Aisha, how's it all going? Yeah, good. Uh, just, yeah, well, I mean, the thing is with, with this age, it's just like, what do you do? You'd be working, mumming, working, mumming. Like, there's no fun, there's no joy. That's it. There's nothing. All you've got in life. So, okay. Well, the come great to me when you're feeling down. I will cheer you the fuck up. Yeah. If anyone out there has um manufactures sad lamps, please send us a free one for Aisha. Because really and truly, that <laughs> I don't want a sad lamp. I want a tanning bed. Impressive. Never mind sad lamps. I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> we have a beautiful guest. We have Iris is joining us this week. Iris is actually English, but lives in Scotland. Iris, how are you doing? How's your week going? It's going good. Uh, I'm not quite at the age where I'm working on mumming yet. So I'm just studying, studying and just being out there. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> rub it in, rub it in. <laughs> Iris should have just come on in and said, I'm not an old bitch like you lot. Hey, how about that? How about that? I've still got collagen in my skin. I'm still looking good. Thank you for that, Iris. Wait, what is collagen? <laughs> it's the stuff that racists don't have in their face and then they age like milk. Mm. Yes, that is a very good description of what collagen is. I don't like this psycho cat petting thing and this lack of smiling. <laughs> She's literally making pants. That's all I feel like. I... Uh, this week, so what's been going on in the news this week, we are going to speak, obviously we've had the whole hoo-ha about GRC and uh, Rishi Sunak basically overturning um, Scottish uh, Scottish decision, decision from Scottish Parliament and basically putting devolution at risk, which is great. But there's other, we're going to get back, we're going to speak about that in a little while, but Wishy Sunak's also in the news. Elaine, you mentioned something. What happened? What's happened with him? Because Rishi had like so many things going on in his mind, he forgot to put his drive um his seatbelt on whilst he was filming his video for TikTok. And I understand that he's been reported to Lancashire Police and he's been investigated. So it means that if he's fined, he'll be the second city prime minister who's been fined, like in a year. But how many fines has Rishi actually had? I don't know, but you see, you can't be fining someone who's a multi-billionaire and their wife's a billionaire. What is the point? What are you fining him? The 50 quid? I mean, that's ridiculous. And also, are they sure he didn't have a seatbelt on? He could have been in one of those little kiddie, one of those little booster seats. He's ever so little, isn't he? He's like about five foot six, isn't he? Something like that. He was well, probably you know, if, if it's um, If the punishment for breaking the law is a fine, it's just... It's just the law for poor people, isn't it? So basically, mm -hmm. a fine is completely irrelevant for Rishi Sunak. But also, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe he was thinking about the safety of women and girls while he was uh, <laughs> doing his um, seatbelt, and that's why he couldn't, you know, concentrate on the actual law. I mean, yeah. I then and I won't because we're lucky enough to have Iris. But you know, I would hope that you could talk maybe a little bit about that because the rage levels today were not. <sighs> They so, are not good. We are, gonna, we are definitely going to come on to that. But um, speak about wish. Yeah, I don't think it's very fair to to find people, multimillionaires and stuff like that, like pitiful amounts. Also, I did think to myself, like, let's be honest, though, what kind of sad person reported him to the police? Yeah. And then I realised um, someone like me, me, is the kind of thing I would do. <laughs> I would actually do it. Like a few years ago, like I, I think, oh, it's pathetic. I'm telling you, I am. I call myself Blaren, which is like a black Karen. I will report you for anything I can report you for. I will complain at restaurants. I write complaint letters. I write complaint emails. I do it all the time because I can. So yeah, if you're thinking what kind of sad person reported Rishi, it was someone like me. It's like just an age thing though. Like once you get past a certain age, complaining becomes something that makes me genuinely happy. But also. 
What the hell is he doing on TikTok? B. So first Iris calls me an old bitch and now Aisha's trying to subtly <laughs> defend. TikTok is cool. TikTok is cool. You can read lots of different demographics. I sure it's okay. It's fine. I don't have it. I don't want it. But I was on TikTok actually, and I was doing a character called Quasita Quartang, who is um, basically a female version of my beautiful baby, love of my life, Quasi Quartang. And um, I got threatened with violence. Oh. Um, because I was very good at the character and everyone thought that I was actually a real person saying these awful things that a black Tory would say. And um, yeah, it, it just got, it got to the point where, I think if you got to the point where people don't even know you're joking, because the stuff she said was literally what black Tories would say, but not like, not like my beautiful Quasi, because I like, he doesn't really cause any trouble apart from, um, you know, costing the country about 76 trillion, but <laughs> Apart from that, he's wrong. He doesn't really step a foot wrong. I mean, people like Kemi Badenoch, um, and also about the, the the South Asians like um Suella Braveman, you know those those Tories of colour that have to go so far above and beyond. And so I was doing that character Quasita and um yeah, people weren't they didn't really get it. Some people were like, Oh, she's right, and other people were like, Oh, she's quite mean, and it just, you know, I think mm. if I'm to go back to it, Elaine gave me some advice to like probably change my hairstyle for the character. I can tell you how to change your hair. It is too good right now for that wig that you need to get. It's from the blockhead herself. I'm not saying her name because there's no point giving that thingy. But you know the one who intentionally has a bad wig, as she said, on her Twitter account? You could get a wig like hers. Well, I wouldn't know what she says on her Twitter account anymore since she blocked me. I can tell (laughs) That little fucking... Listen, let me tell you what happened, right? I merely asked her a question. I asked you a question on 4th of December, right? You, you come back at me on the 27th without anything witty or anything clever, denying you've ever met me, which is fine. I don't really care. We did a BBC course together. I'm, I'm happy for you to not have met me because quite frankly, what you do to black people anyway, I'm glad that I've gone from your memory. But second of all, if you are going to come back at me, on the 27th of December, when I asked you something on the 4th of December, come with something witty, come with something correct. She did neither of those things. And I'm very sorry, but she has blocked me, so I cannot see what she tweets, and I, I don't really care for it either. No, I'm talking about the hair, the hair, the Quasita. That's all. Oh, you want me to get a wig like hers? Yeah, I just took that off. Also, slightly misaligned. You can't have, <laughs> the part must not be in the right place. <laughs> And there must, there's no scalp must be visible. There must be no baby hair integration. Ideally, some natural hair could potentially be escaping from it. There are many ways that we can make this realistic. Iris, we sound awful, honestly. We're just like a, a cackling. This is like when we had Quajo on, when we have young people on there. Quajo, like, look at our is, poor nephew. I want to ask Iris quickly before we go on to our little nephew, Quajo, who um, doesn't claim us, by the way. But um, of course he does. I'm teasing. Iris, have you noticed a thing about bad hair and bad black people? What is that? Do you yeah. what... I not in like a mean way, but I feel like their politics sometimes aligns with, you know, they must just wake up in the morning and think, oh well, I'm all day around white people, they they won't know what it's supposed to look like. You know what I mean? Like I don't That is true, because I, I live I in an area quite a white, well, it's a mixed area, but like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, white people and stuff like that. And sometimes, sometimes I don't brush my daughter's hair for school and it will be the time, it will be, cause she complains when I comb her hair. It will be that time that I bump into pretty much every black person that lives around here. But sometimes yeah. I say to my sister, do you know what? There's loads of white people around here. I don't really need to tug a thing through, a comb through her afro. I do get caught up. I think that's what it is. And I also think, it's something to do with barber shops and hair shops being community. Yeah. And I think they don't feel comfortable in there. That's my theory. Because you know when you go to the barber or you go to the hairdresser, it's going to be chat, 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 chat. Mm-hmm. And actually, these were key strategic places in the British black community, um, especially sort of, you know, after Windrush and stuff like that. They would say, hey, there's a policeman up there. He's stopping and searching people. Oh, do you know this? Do you know that? They would talk about food. 
um, all sorts of things, where to exchange certain things, who was actually went into black people, who wasn't. So I think that our hair shops and barber shops are, are an extension of um, yeah, what else is going on in the community. And I think probably they just don't feel comfortable there. Yeah. That's my theory. So what else has been going on this week? Oh, one thing. On again on Twitter, well, it's not from Twitter, and I can't remember his name. The Met Police officer who's been doing Met Police David officer. Carrick. Yeah, so his the, name's David Carrick. Yeah, the, is it? I can't remember the, the, the amount of counts of rape and whatever. So that that's been happening in the news. And so there was a protest, I think, yesterday, because I've, I've been away for work, so I haven't really caught the news. Where um, I saw a lot of um, white women like getting very upset about the fact that police are brutal, don't like women, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's really interesting. Three years after George Floyd that like some people say like say his name say our names and all these other kind of things that I saw from the Black Lives Matter protests but they were being uttered by people in the UK and none of them are black yeah I think that yeah I mean the David Carrick thing is just it's not that shocking let's be honest you know what I mean it's like black people have known for a long time like you know we've had our own issues with the police and stuff like that so i don't think it's that shocking i just feel like um i'm just more it's sad for the victims that he had that he was allowed to carry on that way but i that's probably going to be in really bad taste um i did laugh when i heard what his nickname was though on the police group like how the hell right so the police so he's in the same unit as wayne cousins right really there is yeah. some yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Wayne Cousins, right? And in their group chat, Wayne Cousins group, Wayne Cousins' nickname is the rapist. This guy's nickname is the bastard. I did start laughing. So I'm just thinking the police have got a group chat, right? Where it's like you see, so he's like, we've got a group chat for this, this, this podcast, right? So I will come up, Elaine or Aisha. But if we've just got a group chat and it comes up, bastard, hey, like morning, and it's bastard speaking, then. How are you doing? And it's rapist. And then another one goes, yeah, what are you not doing today? And it's cunt. At some point, right, do you not look amongst each other and go, we might have a fucking problem here. Bastard, mm. cunt, shithead. Shit, like, honestly, I understand, like, police have gallows humour, right? Because I know I was a prison officer. I know they have the humour and you have these really nasty nicknames and stuff for each other. But, man, when each and every one of you is just called something, it's almost like a... Uh, a police WhatsApp version of a, a catchphrase. Do you remember that? <laughs> remember Roy Walker? Say what you see. What are the chips doing rape now? Raping and murdering. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, let's hope and pray that something comes out of it. And uh, yeah, they can clean up their act in a little way. But I, I know personally, it's really hard to do so in those jobs because you've just got dinosaurs in. Yeah. So I don't know if they want to smoke out the older ones and get rid of them. But then you've got younger ones who come in with a dinosaur attitude. Do you know what I don't even know. Like, when you go in the prison service, I remember the first time, it, first day, the guy went, just come from training college. I was like, yeah. He went, forget everything you learned up there. Forget it. They would, they pass on all the tricks of what you need to do. They pass on all the tricks of how to set inmates up, um, you know, how you can get stuff in to plant into their cells to put them in trouble. Like, they do all sorts of stuff. So I, I don't understand how they're going to... It'd be interesting to see how the police are going to try and clean up clean up their act, because it's going to be, well... You know when you just got something and it's just rotten all the way through? Oh. And you just, like, think, damn. Like, for instance, I got this little one in Mango um, around Christmas, and we forgot to eat it. I just got it and I scooped out. It was kind of brown. It was leaking. And you couldn't really get the good flesh. It's like, throw the whole mango away. So throw the whole, yeah, the police, the mango. We call them mangoes. Throw them away. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and then you were speaking, actually, before we came on. Iris, is there any new story that you've seen this week, apart from the one we're going to get to, which is the GC certificate thing? Is there anything else you saw that you might think... Well, related to the one that you were just speaking about, when the they came out like, oh, we're going to check all their backgrounds. And it's like, were you not doing that? Were you, are you telling me you were putting them on the streets with vulnerable people and 
like and they knew each other, like like you said the rapist and the bastard and it's like so you all know you're all in this group chat you know you're all in this community and then you wait until you know bbc news itv sky news picks up on it and then you're like oh, oh my god oh i can't believe you did that and it's like no you know what i mean like should we not be working on stopping that happening how, how can some of these people dinosaurs for example sleep at night knowing that they're going home like oh yeah rapist is on duty you know what um, i mean to feel like that on the news they literally i just don't think they care i think i think after a little while you become really desensitized and i think mm. it's, it's one of those jobs where you need to get along with your colleagues otherwise as we've seen like I, it was named leroy smith was it smith John Boyega played him in the... Uh, um, Leroy Logan. Leroy Logan, sorry, I don't know where Smith came from. That whole attitude that he's talking about, like, if you try and speak against them, they will not answer your call, not answer your, you know, if you put an SOS out and say, I'm getting attacked, they'll leave you a little bit longer than they have to. So I think it's, it's just such a closed network and it's just ugh, really, really horrible. Aisha, did you have any news stories that jumped out? Well, I was just going to say the dinosaur thing reminded me of the Tory party. People keep telling me that they're dying out, they're dying out. And yet, you know, people have been telling me the Tories and racists have been dying out since I can remember. And yet, still loads of Tories, still loads of racists. So potentially there might be a need to take some other kind of action. Um, and further than, furthermore, <laughs> I didn't call for explicitly for once, for one time, no editing necessary. Um, but secondly, also, I, our nephew. Matthew, can we congratulate yes. Matthew for being called to the UN? Congratulations, Speaking of the UN and such a significant date that he's speaking on the anniversary of losing his dad, which is what got him started in all of this. I'm just amazed. And I had Quajo at my live show at the World Boxall Tavern as well. So I'm really happy that, um, yeah, we had him here. We got him just in time, didn't we? We last year and just before he blew up. And he's just so sweet and so kind and I love him. And so that. relentless. And so yes. relentless. So sweet and he's and international. As you want. Yeah. But he is relentless. He is continuous. He continuously does the work. And it's not like he doesn't need to now. He's there in the rat infested, the, the dripping in feculence, you know, every day sharing that, every day going to meet people to try and change it. Literally changing the world. Super, super. Do you follow Quajo, Iris? Of course. Inspirational. In <laughs> every little, you know, every time I see something, a little smile. And I, yeah, I mean, he's I quite young. He's, I think he's close to my age, isn't he? Which I'm How like, old are you? I'm so, 20. Oh, oh no, he's a bit older. Highly older. Yeah. I think he's like 23, isn't he? He's 23. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's in New York now doing this. Well, he's going to oh, be in New York. Imagine in, in that well, place, he's in the projects, he's in the reporting them. I, I hope so what, that a, what a crusade literally, a real crusade actually, yeah. to genuinely try and improve people's lives and conditions around the world. That's so did you, so see, him did you see him no. in France? Did you see him in France? No, he was in France. Oh, yeah, he was well, in the HLM, in the what? HLM, the um, for new, the, the sort of like they're like. The suburbs, but they are like Calcutta suburbs. I have no idea. I've only been to Paris, so I um, have them around Paris too. <laughs> I, I don't know. The suburbs of Paris. not where I went. Mm -hmm. Huh? The Bonnie is the sub the suburbs of Paris. I have no idea. I just went oh, in. Well, I only go to the okay. okay. Azita, we hear you. <laughs> People understand something I don't know. I can't if the hair it. was worse, I would believe it was Quasita that we were talking to for that split second. I, I don't know anything about those things. I don't. I don't. So anyway, moving on. We were speaking, uh, Elaine, you had mentioned something actually earlier about a Black-owned business, because this is quite... Yeah. So again, I just saw things trending on the, the Twitter today about grass fields. And um, for those, actually, it's not even based people based in the UK, it's people around the world who've actually supported Grassfields, um, which was originally a Black-owned business founded by two sisters. Um, they got into a bit of trouble last year, first of all, because one of the sisters was unwell. Um, then they 
I did. Why would they get in trouble? Does it mean that they weren't fulfilling their orders if one was unwell or something? Well, the thing is, um, the thing is, even before uh, one was unwell, I understand because I've I've never actually bought anything from um, Grassfields because I tend to get my stuff custom made. When I well, who's called it now? When it comes to African print, clothing, I get them custom made. Um, but but like even before all of the hoo ha's, like I've always heard that some people have had issues with getting their orders fulfilled, blah blah blah. And then they then they had their personal issues. Um, the company got taken over or dissolved, taken over. And today there was like some kind of show all over social media. There's a TikTok with somebody crying, the official company account saying that their account's been taken over and a hostile takeover. And it just seems really messy that why when, if you take out the personnel, um, why if it's a business, like if you, it was it was a successful business where people might curse them out on social media as you do. Why, if they've now been taken over or got new hold owners, are we seeing all of this mess play out? Why can't a black business just like, you know, other businesses get taken over and you don't see this mess? It's just does it not mm. depend on the type of takeover? So like when she and Moisture was taken over. It was just the reason there was a fallout was because people felt like a black owned business had gone into corporate hands. That was a different thing. This feels like it's like a messy senders kind of business transaction, you know. But as a consumer, do you actually need to know? Like, I, would you, from what I've seen today, I mean, I never gave them my money before, even with this new business now, I very much doubt that I will give them my money. Were they taken over by black people? I don't know, I don't care. I don't know, but their statement that they made, whoever took over, was really, really nasty and unprofessional. Mm. It was saying, these sisters never paid anyone. We're yeah. trying to solve everything. They never paid the people in Nigeria. The people in Nigeria don't want to work with them and stuff. I think it goes into a bigger issue. I don't know if you guys have seen all the fuss about this. Are they even Is it Miele or Mel or how this... this Mel? Hair oil, right, that everyone has been going crazy for right and it was selling out and apparently it's black owned and it's this miracle growth thing and it will grow your hair in some kind of, like really really fast and everyone is swearing by it so it's either grows from the inside guys just in case anyone needed to know that <laughs> hair grows from the inside it's your nutrient levels not your yeah. they reckon that this is some kind of miracle hair stuff i mean this yeah. has been in so much but i think the the thing is, and I think it comes down to this business as well, is that when black businesses are taken over as well, and they're taken over by people who aren't black. So a lot of people have got really upset because apparently this has been bought out by uh, P&G. I think it's Procter & Gamble. I could be wrong, but it's been, take, been taken over by a mainstream company. I mean, when you know that something's black owned, for me, if something's black owned and they do really, really well and it becomes well wide i'm like get your money and get out aren't you but then some people feel like they take it personally i don't know iris how do you feel about it because i take my money and run yeah uh, i'd like to you know take the high ground and like turn around and be like yeah like let's keep you going no get me on the island get me sunglasses shade cocktail i'm gone my i've got my bag it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i think the most responsible thing i would do is i'd say look We've got a lot of black customers. They made us what we are. Could you keep the recipe the same? Yeah. Or what, if they call it a recipe when it's hair I was just going to say that was the sheer moisture thing, was that they changed everything and they changed all the advertising. So all of a sudden it had white women with loosely curly hair. And actually the products were designed by black people, poor people with Afro hair. And so that whole thing where they were just like, let's try and sell it to absolutely everyone. I think people didn't object actually to the black people getting their coin and running off. Fine, you do that. You built a business, you deserve it. But then the people who took it over then sort of tried to diversify and sort of got away from the core values of the brand or customer, core customer base, I guess. So I get that. 
and I'd say that's the same, like, even if you take it away from black businesses, like when um, Body Shop was taken over, and also yeah. it, either, it was either Ben and Jerry's or Innocent. That is the fact that, you know, when you when you start talking about the fact that when you're making something and you know the name of every single cow that has gone into like producing the butter that goes into making this and then it goes into these conglomerates and obviously I, I mean I work for a, a multinational company people do think that like it's moving away from the core essence of the brand values the brand mission but I do also think in certain respects that we don't when it comes to black owned businesses you do we complain about bad businesses all the time. Like comedy shows are always about the, the bad Caribbean restaurants, the bad African restaurants. People are so rude when you go to do this, when you're going to get your hair done with the auntie and she's got the television on. But if they actually do much better, then it also seems in certain respects like you don't want them to necessarily do better. Because if I was starting a business, I would really want to be successful. Ultimately, I would want to be able to make millions and be able to like live without having to work again and live yeah. off my business. I don't, who, I mean, like, obviously we like to work. God, I miss my job. Obviously we, want, we, we, like, we, we like to work, but you know what? There comes a point where you just want to cock up your foot and I chill. I can say those words. Well, she can say yeah. what she likes. I don't know who she's speaking to, but <laughs> I don't want to work. No, but I'd, no, but I'd like to be able to have somebody come and clean my house and do all of these things. And and then if I want to do something, I'd love to be able to do it on my own terms and not have to, like, stand That's on, fair enough. On, pit on the ship. One last quick question on this subject, just taking it, because there was actually a couple of speaking again about this hair oil and then uh, Aisha speaking about the shea butter and then it's got a much wider, they're trying to get a much wider audience. There was white women on using this stuff on TikTok. Now, this stuff is so hard to get. I managed to get um, a couple of bottles to get out to my sister in New Zealand because it's constantly sold out there. It's really, really difficult. You should be sorry. You should be very what is sorry. Coughing. Coughing. In the middle of recording. Unbelievable. Yeah, but joking aside, um, I think that... When it comes to, here you go, babe. Um, do you think there is such thing as gentrify, gentrification of black hair products? There was quite an interesting article in The Guardian that was saying, please, white women, right? We've got something for our hair that works. A lot of seen black women using it. You're going on TikTok, you're now using it. You've now pushed up the price of it. Do you think that it's a reasonable quest to say, do you know what? Please, white ladies, step aside. Don't use yeah. that. Why do you need that? Absolutely. I mean, not obviously not with every hair product ever, but a lot of the time it's like, okay, so this product wasn't even made for your hair texture. It's not really doing you any favours. You're just following this new challenge where it's like, oh my God, look at what my hair could be like curly. And you can tell like it looks greasy or whatever. And yeah. then the people you know like us that need it that you know okay so i want to treat my hair nicely and stuff we have to pay extortionate prices you're looking in multiple shops you know what it's, i mean no this is 20 pound 99 on amazon now thanks to all of that Twenty pound 99. but Ava, what is it your what is that product that you've got on your hand melee melee mia no, no no what is it exactly it's a hair oil it's a hair growth oil i don't want to yeah, it's like a hair. I'll I'll send you stuff about it after. I want to just really get to. Um, we have Iris on the show, and this week I want to just get to our last topic, our big topic. Um, so it is about the uh, gender recognition certificate. Scottish uh, Parliament had passed it to make it easier, right, to get one. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, unfortunately, I uh, uh, Rishi Sunak has blocked. And it's caused basically a constitutional crisis by mm. blocking something that the Scottish Parliament have said, and now he's really upset people. I mean, Iris, uh, you are a trans woman. People might not know that. We're just saying you are a trans woman. Um, and you live in Scotland as well. I mean, just tell us how you've been feeling this week. It's just, it's, it's tiring. And it's a bit of a joke, to be honest. They were... The reasons that they keep giving us in Parliament on TV and their articles 
there were things they could have done about that without this massive spectacle that they've chosen to put on this political theater i think it's been called um and it's clear that they don't actually care like you know what i mean nobody they've not sat in their office and been like oh this is going to damage the uk they need a distraction you know we've got ambulance times up strikes all that kind of stuff and they're just like what can we do that will make headlines that's going to take everything away uh, Rich, and it's really it. upsetting me that people are actually falling for it as well because the gender recognition certificate has got nothing to no. do with bathrooms. It's something Literally. that you would get to be married to basically so that you could, if you are a trans woman, you could have women on your on your uh, uh, your wedding certificate. Um, do you use it to change your birth certificate? Yes. So it changes your birth certificate, your death certificate and your marriage certificate. Right. My ID, my passport, that's all fine. I just make one phone call, that's done. How many times have you used your birth certificate in the bathroom? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so ridiculous when I hear them in Parliament being like, they're opening women's safe spaces. And it's like, what? You want me to pull my birth certificate out of my bag and be like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's really upsetting me because it, it it's, it's like you said, there's so much going on in the UK. We're pretty much moving towards general strike, shut the whole damn thing down. <laughs> People cannot pay um, heating bills. This week, we are back in the minuses, where I live anyway. We were down to minus five. It is so cold. People can't get jobs. It's disheartening. I'm making this trans women thing. And to be honest, I've heard before, when you speak about TERFs, trans exclusive, radical feminists, or whatever, gender critical, whatever you want to call them now, I, I had always thought it was a bit of a cop-out calling them a cult. I just thought, why are you calling them a cult for? Like, you know, I felt it alleviated them from some responsibility. Oh, they've been mm. radicalised. Oh, they're a cult. And I went into a room with them, like a Twitter space. With, My God, they're a cult. They're a cult. <laughs> they're a cult. There's something wrong with them. And they all hate each other, by the way, which is hilarious. They all hate each other. And they had to keep changing stuff because so many of them have got each other blocked right they couldn't participate <laughs> in the conversation because they all have got like it depends on how extreme you are aisha how are you feeling about this i mean i was just going to say that i think that it's really interesting what rishi sunak's blamed the whole thing on because actually those people that are the kind of people that would be supportive of the nurses striking teachers striking and now he's going on the whole oh we'll protect women and children so those people that may have had sympathy, it's like he's really actively trying to draw on a very specific niche area of the population, which is basically white middle class women. And he is who think they're the arbiters of womanhood because you know we're too dark, you're too trans, you know, there are plenty, you know, there's there's so many all too dark and trans, you know, there's there's and I think that has made me feel the probably the most depressed. It's an assault on people's personhood and using um yeah, some of the other people to do it. It's just, it's violent. Do you know what pisses me off about the whole thing is just how extreme it is. Mm -hmm. Because if like Iris, like I would say, if I was to walk past you, I wouldn't know you were trans unless you told me, right? I, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't, right? And I know loads of people, I've sat in a bar with Paris Lees. I wouldn't know Paris Lees was trans unless no she way. told me. I have met so many women, um, trans women, you just wouldn't know. Yeah. I've been read. I've actually, the TERFs put out a uh, leaflet on how to spot a trans woman. I passed all but one because I'm like six mm -hmm. feet tall, massive hands, like I passed everything. So it's like, and people are getting annoyed in toilets. Like there are cis women who are slightly more male presenting who will get into it. To be honest, some of the terms I will get bothered in the toilet way before you ever do, Iris. I think this like panic that we've got going on. I think it's it's getting quite dangerous. To be honest, how yeah. do, you, do you how do you feel? First of all, I'll ask how you feel safety wise now with all this trouble stirred up around trans people. Do you feel like safe I, down the street? Kind of, but also not at the same time. As in, like I understand that a lot of people are seeing right through it. Like, they understand exactly what he's doing. But then at the same time, like you said, it's very extreme, and it just yeah. takes one radicalised person, and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Even if the majority are completely ignoring the news, which I think a lot of them are, it's one nutter, you know, on, on one bad day, and that that's it. Like, and they could do anything. 
and the government are like actively encouraging that they're actively encouraging being like oh but they are dangerous and protect your daughters and stuff and it's like they, you don't you don't even protect it you know what yeah. i mean like you don't protect women and girls and then you want to turn around and be like we are the feminists of parliament the conservative yeah. party <laughs> no Like Like I I said, there's no solidarity amongst half of them anyway. They don't get on well. But I'm just seeing this sort of, and I, like I said, I do call it radicalization. You're seeing the likes of Graham Linehan, who's on Twitter as Glinner. That is one unhinged timeline. Like you go through that. To me, it's it's quite alarming. To me, it it looks like it looks like an accident waiting to happen. It really does look bad. And I just, I, I really wish that we could focus on something else. Um, I don't know, Elaine, have you got any thoughts about? I'm just a bit, I'm just wondering what the next steps are going to be. So obviously you've said that it might put devolution into crisis, but I, I feel that they are trying to put devolution into crisis intentionally. This, this isn't, a, there was something, I feel so there was something else that happened towards the end of last year involving Scotland that like Nicola Sturgeon got upset about um in terms he of he mentioned it in his comeback yeah. didn't he the guy that was talking mentioned and, and so I don't I don't I guess in terms of like maybe comfort to people from the trans community it's probably that you've got you guys have got caught in the crossfire because the pop um Westminster Parliament has got an agenda to probably, um, I don't know, like, I don't know if they want to get rid of Scotland or if they do want to get rid of Scotland because they're the no, concern. They want to keep Scotland, they, do, don't they? they don't want Scottish independence at all. They want no, to keep... but, the, but the things that they are doing would suggest that they don't same time it doesn't make any sense to me my my brain is discombobulated it's been a hard week and so i have asked scottish correspondent can you remind me of what happened at the end of so, last year towards the end of last year um there was a court case between the uk government and the scottish government about whether or not the scotland should be able to hold its own referendum on whether to leave the uk and we lost that so the scottish parliament lost that and the court ruled basically that it's only the UK government that can give them the right to do that. So that was the first, obviously not the first, I mean, devolution's been going on for like, what, 25 years now? Yeah. But that was like one of the first recent ones where it's like this specific conservative government is going to just do what it wants, don't care what Scotland thinks. And then this week, they've turned around and been like, oh, we just fully don't care. We're not even going to pretend anymore. Like. <laughs> That was a shots fired moment, really. What Rishi Sunak mm. did was a real, like, shots fired. How are people, I don't know, you know, if you go out and about a lot up there, you're obviously mm. you, so people should be quite political and you're doing a political course. So, like, like, are people discussing it? How are people in Scotland feeling at the moment? So, it, it is being discussed, it kind of in passing, being like, can you believe they actually did that? And it's, like, more anticipation of being like, well, what comes next then? Because that's, that's a full-on, like, to us, that's, like, a full-on attack to a lot of this. It's like, are they going to dissolve our parliament? Are we going to have to fight for it? Do we do we have democracy anymore? Like, because I, I watch the Scottish parliament more than I watch the UK parliament. Those, that's what my laws meant. You know what I mean? I, I don't care, well, I do care what they're doing, obviously, but that is, you know, my parliament. So when they're turning around and telling us, like, oh, yeah, we understand that you voted for that, but that's, you know, we're not letting you do that. What the hell? You know what I mean? That's pretty much the, the feelings of the ground. Yeah. Do you, do you think that more people are sort of have become interested in the sort of the actual GRC issue because Britain, England's overrided, overridden um the Scottish court's decision, uh, the Scottish Parliament's decision, sorry. So whereas people necessarily wouldn't necessarily have even paid any attention to the bill passing at all, and now actually looking at it more as a sort of Scotland v England situation rather than Yeah, definitely. I mean it's such like like we're saying the GRC is nothing, right? It's li- it's literally nothing. It's an admin change. So to make it into this massive big deal and put the entire UK at the risk, of it, it's like what what's going on? Like people are looking into it, thinking it's this massive scary thing that's coming along, finding out what it is, and just being confused. Like this is the hill that Rishi Sunak has decided to lie down on and die on. Really, like you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't 
doesn't need to be on some sort of hill. He's very small. But, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, you know, obviously we are black women, so we kind of feel like, um, even as cis black women, we know what it's like to feel like the Nate, you know, a whipping boy or like, you know, somewhere where they're going to place the blame. But I just feel like, um, do you feel like the trans community as a whole, I mean, what's the, apart from your own personal feelings, have you got any trans friends that you've spoken to? Do they feel like, just leave us alone, man? Because the trans community, I'm telling you, right, the trans community has been there for so long. This is my, like, so long, forever. <laughs> Nobody had this fuss, okay? Mm -hmm. When Hayley was on Coronation Street, everyone loved Hayley off Coronation Street. Love that Hayley. was a beloved character, right? Nobody had any problem. And now all of a sudden, trans women are taken to, to be like, you know, the, the, the all the scaries that are going to come and get you in the night. And that's what, what I was referring to earlier. It, you know, um, Graham Linehan, who, who, you know, who, who wrote Father Ted or whatever, who's Glinna on Twitter, who has this very unhinged timeline. What pisses me off is that he will always choose a trans woman, if it is indeed a trans woman, right? And put up photos of the most extreme example. Do you want this in your dressing room? Do you mm. want this? And it's like, like I said, you wouldn't know Iris was trans. There's lots of people that I would not know who are trans. And it's not like, do you know what I mean? Trans women being passing in and out bathrooms and dressing rooms for years. But even, there has, there's, there's a whole sort of movement, isn't there? I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Iris, of being proudly looking trans. Like it's not a, it's not a thing, you know, you don't want to have to, and I feel like that's just, yeah. I just hate the idea that he's doing that, using this as some kind of, like you say, have a like bogey person. Idea, yeah. When actually just looking like a trans person or not, like either option is like, should be mm. right. Yeah, the trans that, women aesthetic is very popular in hip hop. Very, 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 very popular, very and that's popular. where it comes from. Trans women that like hyper the fantastic makeup, the everything like fresh makeup. Yeah, it's 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 just very very spiteful. But then so that I'm gonna say that switches on with like a really important point about the way people treat trans women as well. Like I'm proud to be seen as trans. Not bothered if you see me as trans or not trans. But like, especially men, and I found it's like has a crossover of how they treat blackness sometimes, where it's like, oh, like you know when they're like, oh, where are you from? Da -da 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 -da. And there'll be some men that'll be like, oh, I would have never known if you didn't tell me. You really don't look like one of those trans people. It's like, what? What do you mean? Like, what do we have a specific look? You know what I mean? How can I not look trans? I am trans. You know what I mean? I'm not ashamed of that. I never will be. What? What? Let anyone, especially people like Glenna, ever make me feel ashamed to be who I am? That's none of my business. If you got that hair, let it simmer. You know what I mean? Nothing to do. With it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's just the extremism. I know what you mean, and I know it's like it. It, it could be seen as insulting. I hope you didn't take it that way. I'm oh just, no. Like what he does. What he does is really, really. It's so. Obvious and it's so awful, and it's just like ranting it's and cheap, isn't it? In the morning, about mm. trans people like me. Come on, this is absolutely ridiculous. Honestly, if you know that man, he's your friend. Please step in, do an intervention, do something. Just take the phone, unlock him, go outside, cut the wire to his Wi-Fi. Do something, man, because it. No, it's really starting to pee me off at this point. It's really, really annoying. It really is. Um, I think it's interesting that so many people have so much time for this when in the, in my daily life, you know, I have, I do know trans people, I have trans friends and all of that stuff. But it doesn't- I think people are more gonna be surprised to hear you have friends. <laughs> I have two, it's my birthday coming up and I'm going to see both of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the people have time for stuff that doesn't really bear any like relation to their lives. Yeah. Can I just say, because I know that this is obviously like one of Ava's pet projects at the moment. I think when it comes to social media, there are some people who want to look like they've got a cause and become viral for that reason. And like, I sometimes don't think, I truly don't, I mean, maybe they start to believe it after a while, 
but if you if you hook yourself onto a particular topic and become rabid about that topic then you can become infamous and we've seen it when um when you if we go back to the original topic that we're talking about when we're talking about the black conservatives i truly don't believe that some of these people truly believe all the things that they're saying i it, it, it can't it, it i can't compute if you're living and operating in this world that i've said in the past on the podcast there's nothing wrong with being a black conservative no there is actually but there is something wrong with the people who go on to certain television platforms and talk the amount of crime. I can't believe that they say what they're thinking because some of them have different... Fiscally and culturally, like small yeah. thing rather than yeah. political no, parties. No, but the yeah. ones that are on TV, like um, whether it's Keisha, whether it's My Namesake, whether it's the one in America, whether whether it's, um, oh, the ones that they have, in, um, the other ones. Um, in America, dry yeah. Afro, the one with the dry Afro, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all of those people, I truly don't believe it. I mean, that man didn't say that he, he, he wasn't a Christian, but he's now a deacon or something in the in the church. And then we yeah. go on to the topic that I said that I didn't want to talk about again. Those people who are... The way that I can tweet about EastEnders or Coronation Street, and then others are tweeting about the House of Windsor. And, and to me, it's like the War of the Roses where they are tweeting and tweeting like it's Arsenal versus Tottenham. I truly don't believe that these people can be so consumed by mm. Charles and his children and the woman that moved into the family. I truly don't believe it. And I think- Oh, I, they seem to be. No, I, no, think, I, 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 think, I think you're wrong. I think that I know, because, you see, you're looking at it from the position of someone Rational, who has a life, who has friends, who, um, you know, probably, you know, who has a social life, who brushes their teeth and washes every day. I don't believe, I believe some of these people are actually like that. I don't, I, I mean, I find the black conservative one quite hard, simply because in the, just in the interest of self-preservation, you think you'd be a little smarter. But I do believe now after going into that Twitter space with those um, turf people, I believe they think like that. I've never heard such a load of sad, lonely, miserable people. And the one thing that they've got stringing them all together is this hatred and this obsession with trans people. And I've found that a lot of these people are sad people who have and I'm not being rude when I say you're sad with no life. Um, and I, I don't mean that to even be a snapback or be funny. I'm being genuine. They are sad with no life. And when you hear what they yeah. talk about, you may have co-host and not me co-host. Oh, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. And it's the lack of life in their voices I found astounding. Like the lack of joy for anything. The whole, they can barely speak probably. Oh. Oh well, then I go. You mean like me at the beginning of the show? I <laughs> and it was like there was just nothing. There was no intelligent <laughs> argument. There was, and I actually thought, my God, these are pathetic people. And I do think that pathetic people can be radicalized in certain ways. And you speak about those people because I've had a run-in with the. Uh, because I, I said I don't even know what I'm supposed to have said about uh, Meghan Markle that was bad i don't really know what i said i i said they said that i'm trying to tell one lots of them have said that uh, because i was on another i was on a, a, a byline times thing and i had said oh, they should just go and move on with their lives go on with their lives now you know what i mean i don't think it's safe even safe for them to be back here i don't know why they'd want to be back here that was translated and i'm telling them what to do then it was like i'm basically a secret agent who hates her Harry and Meghan, I'm jealous of Harry and Meghan. A lot of it was rooted in hate of black British people because they don't know. Time to be a secret agent for Harry right. and Meghan. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. It's it's just it's just silly. But I do think that these fandoms and stuff like that. I hope that the turf one they end up doing what the you know because actually I did see something about Meghan Markle and that's something I would normally tweet about casually, and I saw it today and I was about to say oh. 
Good for you, Megan. But then I remembered like her fan base had been abusing me, racially abusing me, by the way, racially abusing me in the name of Meghan Markle for the last four or five days. And I, I went to, and I thought, no. Which brings me on to the last more fun. Do you think that people's fan base can put you off them? Um, I can tell you, not people, football teams. Okay. <laughs> so what particular fans would... I know that people don't like the team that I support because of our fans. I'm a Gooner, I'm an Arsenal fan. We, we might be likely to win the Premier League, but a lot of people don't like Arsenal fans. Um, actually, Millwall fans. Millwall fans. Oh, you see, I'm them. not even into football and I know about them. Yeah, exactly, same. I know about them. That's, that, 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 yeah, that crosses with self-preservation when you look like us. <laughs> generally, England football fans as well, generally. Yes, England football fans. You know what? I was so sad when they got knocked out of the World Cup. And mm. then I saw what they were doing online. I was like, good. A lot is the best of the planet. So I was only right sad for the boys and for Southgate, who I love. But like our little boys, I love them. Oh, beautiful. yeah, the players are fine. It's a band. Iris, have you ever been put off by someone's fans? Yeah, there's plenty of fun bases you can get put off with. I mean, I it's not always the person's fault, really. But sometimes, I, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, so they must be aware. Like, say something. You know, these people look up to you. Say something. Like, just say, back off, guys, or don't act like that. If you're just sitting by and watching it happen and be like, not my problem, then they're obviously not, you know, the person they're idealising obviously isn't a good person either. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to fault someone like that. I couldn't. Menage's fans. Who? Menage's fans. Oh, gosh. They are, yeah, they are terrible. <laughs> Um, and Cardi B fans, I kind of stay back from that. The Beehive, I'm sorry, I don't want to I love her. <clears throat> Can I tell you what I said? No, I'm sorry. Because you're going to have to sorry, tell I'm me what I did now. wrong. What did now. I do wrong, right? Someone said, Solange wrote these songs for Beyonce. And I went, wow, I didn't know Solange was that talented. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you bitch. You're trying to take away from Beyonce's talent. Solange, I said, I don't know, I'm just saying, it's her sister. It's not even like they're estranged sisters. Do you know what I mean? It's not like mm, me and a man in the lips of her. They are not you know me. I've got some people who share DNA with me who I've got nothing to do with. It's not even like you've got that kind of relationship. This is just, these are two sisters who are like that. So if Solange wrote a song for her sister, how on earth am I trying to ruin? Beyonce's legacy. That's where I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? I still love Beyonce. I love whatever. And I would stop liking her stuff. But it just put me off her. And I was a bit put off with, with the Meghan Markle stuff as well. I just thought, I'll piss off. Okay, so in Beyonce's defence, even though she hasn't asked me... Um, <laughs> she is still welcome on the show, as we like to repeat. <laughs> we don't know Beyonce's opinion about anything. At the no. moment, we're waiting for Act Two to come out, and that's all. That's all Beyonce is concerned about: raising Blue, and making sure that Blue is the greatest child on this planet, and raising the other two, and being the wife to Beyonce. <laughs> the other two. Having, having, <laughs> like, like, we just they're, they're just like living their life with with serving. I don't blame Beyonce at all. Beyonce can say so. anything about anything, so I think it's different from say. Nicki Minaj, who quite frankly doesn't seem to be quite a nice person anyway. But her bad also, but like, but I can imagine like potentially going out for a drink with Cardi B. We could talk about nails. I don't right. particularly want to meet Nicki Minaj, even though we could probably play mass together. But her fan base aren't nice. Oh, and Taylor Swift fans. Yeah, I, I like Nicki Minaj. She's a Caribbean queen. I stand a Caribbean queen always, always, always. I like but Cardi B. I would talk to about boob surgery. You what? I would talk to Cardi B about boob surgery. Okay. Mm. Yeah, she's have... a thousand in the what video. Like, that's like peak. I like the way she's going. <laughs> uh, constantly. Have you, have you got any fan base that you like, Iris, at all then? That you think no. yes. <laughs> no, just no. I can't follow that stuff because 
you get into it and then you'll see something and you'll be like, oh, that's not right. And the deeper you get, the deeper, there's always something there. So I just, yeah. I try to yeah, as clear I, as I can. I'm trying to think who I'm a big fan of that I absolutely adore would hear nothing bad said about. Oh, I'll hear I kind of feel that way about Whitney, God rest her soul. Whitney. Oh, what did you, what did you say? I, I said, I'll hear nothing bad said about Beyonce, but I would never say I'm like in the, fa you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I totally agree. Oh, my quasi, my quasi, that's about it. I'm stopping the recording again. Look, I upset somebody, uh, you know, like when they have those memes about if you could get rid of an artist, which one would you get rid of? Yeah. And um, obviously you've got Beyonce. You have Mary J. Blige. You've got Mariah Carey. And you've got Whitney Houston. So I'm ending the recording. I'm literally throwing That's my shoes out of <laughs> Okay, who do you think that I said I would get rid of? I don't know. Mary J. Blythe. No. Mariah Carey. Whitney Houston. <laughs> Sorry, her connection's bad. Can we get her, <laughs> how do get her off this thing? Is she, are you okay? Are you people off? I'm going to get rid of oh her. Oh my God. <laughs> You're not going to get rid of me. Put in waiting room. She's gone. <laughs> Whitney. No, no. She <laughs> She would be lying. <laughs> no, 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 she went too far for even us. Sorry. So I'd like to, we're going to say goodbye to everyone now. We've said goodbye to Elaine. Um, she's not playing back this week. Iris, see that they bully me. They bully me. <laughs> sorry, Iris, we're normally much better behaved than this. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I can't, I've got nothing left in me. I'm, I'm going to end this episode because I, 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 I'm not. I'm going to end this episode. I'm going to send this episode to Marcus. That's the first person I'm going to send. I I'm used to love you so much, Elaine. Against every Whitney, Whitney fan in the world. No, I didn't say that. No one wants to hear it. Why? I can tell you the reasons why. So. Oh, she's going to make it worse. Go on. <laughs> Straight back in the waiting room. Why? So. Mary J. Blige. Has makes me has made music that I can dance to and that I can cry to. You can't dance to it though, but carry on. <laughs> and she's the soundtrack of my nineties, like my rising youth, whatever. And I, and I, then I look to see, like you know, when Spotify does all of those music that you play all the time. I don't play Whitney Houston in my house, so that's like so that quite frankly that means that I could easily get rid of her. Beyonce now. No one yeah. asked that, Beyonce. We're just talking about your wrong opinions. <laughs> so you, okay, so who would you get rid of out of, out of those? Mary J. Blige, I'd kick her bad dancing ass out. I think she'd day. have to go. Out of those four, but she is phenomenal. She's out phenomenal. of those I, I think she'd have to go. It so, can't be Mariah. I've only got like four songs of hers that I would have on a playlist. Whereas Whitney, Mariah, who is for Beyonce, I have like 20 songs of yeah. at least. Albums that I know word for word. Okay, Iris is just sitting there quietly. Which one would you get rid of, Iris? Mariah, but like it's it's not deep. I just <laughs> okay. No, she's a fantastic singer. Love her. Songs. I get that more than Whitney, but yeah. <laughs> I can't even kick Iris out because she's a guest. But Iris, she's such a fantastic songwriter. Anyway. Everyone who's watching, go in the we comments. Vote. Vote. Out of those four, Whitney, Mariah, Mary J, Beyonce, which one would you get rid of? Let's see who you guys. I've gone for Mary J, um, Mary J. Who, who, who we've really enjoyed working with and won't be in the future, has gone for Whitney. Iris has gone for Mariah and uh, Aisha's with me and Mary J. So I want you guys to tell us. We have had a lovely time this week. A really, yeah, I had some interesting chat. Um, anything that you've heard us talk about in the show, please feel free to comment. You know that we love to do the whole interaction thing. Hope the sound is a bit better this week. We did hear what you said. Um, we've spoken to the editor about dealing with the sound. So um, thank you, everybody. So everyone say bye. Oh, and subscribe on YouTube. Everyone, please subscribe, subscribe. Yes, subscribe, subscribe please. We just... <laughs>
close to a thousand subscribers and we need okay. that to start making money and that's what we need to do um yeah and if you subscribe you can hear more controversial opinions from elaine because i go yeah. you you won't because she's fired but yes yes you can hear more i'm our new co-host <laughs> yes yes <laughs> all right then guys thank you bye bye, 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 bye. bye.